This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. So I secretively turned my video on on my phone, and I'm like trying to like point it up at us so I can get a picture of me standing next to Larry the Cable Guy. You didn't and do it, too and well I either. I missed the whole thing. I got back to the room. I told I sold, sold Kelly, I said, I just rode up the elevator with Larry the Cable Guy. Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Hey, everybody. This is Kelly Earnhardt Miller, and today I've got my husband with me, L.W. How are you today, L.W.? I'm doing splendid. Splendid. Good for you. Something good must have happened today to you. Uh, the last couple of days have made me splendid for uh, the next few weeks. <laughs> oh, good. That makes my job much more easier. <laughs> I didn't say uh, 24 hours a day, though. Just, <laughs> just here at work. <laughs> All right. So we're here today. This is my first podcast. I'm really excited about it. And I want to tell you a little bit about really what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about family, my family with LW, our kids, my mom, Dell Jr., cousins, aunts, uncles, grandmothers, you name it. We're going to talk about them. Uh, we're going to talk about life away from racing and life with Dell Jr. And stories about just growing up, you know, as an Earnhardt. It should be a lot of fun. You should hear a lot of things that maybe you haven't heard before or stories that you don't know, uh, anecdotes that you don't know. So let's get started. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the weekend. I know everybody's been talking about the weekend. From my perspective, uh, being Dell's sister, this win was just really cool. I was really emotional, as most of you seen on the Fox broadcast. Really couldn't contain my emotion. I was really nervous. And I've thought about it over the last several days of, of why I was so emotional. Uh, Daytona, obviously, is a, a special place for our family and a difficult place at the same time. And I just wanted this so bad for Dale. And LW and I both... Uh, sat on the pit box for the first part of the race and then we sat in Dale's motorhome a good portion of the uh, uh, rain delay and then got back on the pit box and stayed there to the end of the race and it, I felt this was my first time uh, in victory lane with Dale at Daytona I wasn't there for my dad's victory in 98 I wasn't there for either of Dale's uh, wins there in 2001 or 2004 so a lot of emotion just overcame me about how bad our family wanted this, how bad Dell Jr. wanted this, and kind of what it really does for us when you get a win at Daytona after all that we've experienced there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that for me as a racer my whole life, going to Daytona ultimately is the you know the biggest deal of the year. And to go down there Saturday with Junior Motorsports and Regan Smith and to stand in victory lane and, you know, I took a few pictures and just kind of absorbed how awesome it was and, you get all done and you think to yourself, man, that's, you know, that's probably a once in a lifetime thing. And, you know, out of all the stars lining up and our decisions on our personal side to feel like we needed to stay and, and support Dale on Sunday. Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, that that was, <laughs> you know, to, just to make that decision and, and the whole story that goes along with the whole weekend. All right, is yeah, just so let's talk about that decision. Was it my decision? Yeah, um, Saturday was a, a trying day for everybody until Regan got the victory uh you know Dale was you know I, I read some articles where TJ had him you know was quoted at Dale was laid back and real easy and easy going and that must have been before Thursday because I know when we got there Thursday and, and then Friday and then spent Saturday it just seemed like there was there was um you know something in the air he didn't seem to be you know to me didn't seem like he was happy I, I know he was just overly excited about the race on Sunday and I'm sure the pressures of that just had him right on edge and you know at one point I said something to him on Friday and he said it's, it's race weekend it's race weekend I said I, I got it and then after the race on on Saturday you know his finish wasn't that great and, and didn't run the way he wanted other than leading some laps earlier there but he just uh he seemed down and I said to Kelly I said you know we ought to we ought to talk to him and, and see if if we should stay and, and help support him you know on the family end for Sunday 
and of course Kelly was in in favor of staying but didn't you know want to reach out to Dale and ask him so of course uh, LW got elected for that always so. yep always put LW up to asking Dale the <laughs> hard questions because as a sister I feel like sometimes you know I can I get a different answer than maybe LW. Yeah, I say. think that I I guess to describe <laughs> it to people that don't understand, I'm I'm real good for breaking the ice on that because I can ask the question and then of course then it it bleeds on over into Kelly and Dale making their decisions, but it was uh you know it was awesome. I asked them after the the nationwide race Saturday. I yeah, said, we're actually know, standing in victory line. We we were 15 minutes from from heading out to get on our plane to come home. And of course, our kids were all lined up to where that we were going to get with them when we got home Saturday night. And I said to Dale, I said, you know, would it, you know, would you like us to stay for tomorrow? And he looked at me and said, absolutely. I'd love if you guys could stay. And he said, can you make that happen? I said, yeah, we can make it happen. Of course, I'm, you know, was speaking out of turn at that point because I was thinking, how are we going to make this happen? But he said, well, how do you know you can, you know, what about flight home? And what about the kids? I said, we can make it happen. I that's you know, that's what we do. We make things happen. And of course we spent the next 15, 20 minutes on the phones, getting everybody lined up and for uh, Wyatt and actually all three of the kids were in different locations. Uh. <laughs> yeah. We actually, um, Carson and Kennedy were in Daytona. Uh, although Kennedy stayed with, uh, my brother, Carrie and his wife, Renee and played on the beach. And Carson was over at new Smyrna beach with some friends that were racing there. Uh, so they, we both, we knew that the two of them were in good hands and, and they were going to be headed home uh, with those families back to North Carolina, we just really had to make the call, you know, about Wyatt and, and talk to LW's mom to see if she could uh, keep Wyatt for another day. So we got all that worked out. We ended up staying. Yeah, and then we, of course, we get that all lined up. And so now it's, you know, five thirty, six o'clock, it's dinner time. And, you know, after Dale told us how important it was that we stayed, and he thought that was great if we stayed there for the race on Sunday, he proceeded to cook himself dinner in the bus, and we sat there and got hungry. He so. did offer us dinner. <laughs> yeah, he offered yeah, us a little fish. He, I'm pretty yeah. sure that Amy said there wasn't really enough for us, but yeah. he did offer <laughs> a piece of fish. <laughs> yeah, he made himself no, a, some fish and teasing. salad and... It was uh, a, the motorhome was kind of. It was an stinky. awesome experience, and I mean, I think we should, you know, just take time to talk through the whole weekend's experience because I, I don't know we'll ever have the opportunity to talk about a weekend like this again. But I mean, we left that racetrack, you know, so happy with Regan's win and just happy with it, and, and obviously felt real good because we knew that Dale wanted us to stay and felt good about our decision to stay. And we left the racetrack, and you know, we're gonna go get something for dinner. And Kelly says, well, why don't we stop here at Outback Steakhouse, which is about 200 yards from the front gate at the racetrack. And I said, well, there's no way we're going to get a table in there. And of course we did get a table and end up sitting at one of the, the open tables in the bar with a bunch of race fans. And I mean, it was just an awesome night. I mean, all, all night long, we couldn't get the smiles off our faces. And, you know, once the fans figured out who Kelly was, they, of course, they wanted to ask a million questions and it just turned into a really neat experience that I know. No, that the guy we'll kept telling forget. me, yeah, the guy kept telling me to get off my phone. And I'm like, but I'm trying to check on my kids. And he's like, just turn it off and enjoy enjoy your win and enjoy the dinner. So it was, it was funny. Yeah, it was it was pretty, too. The guy's telling her to get off his phone, off her phone. And then we had the conversation just the other day. And it made me think of that, that of as a human habit, you look at the person next to you when they're texting or looking at their phone. And the whole time he's telling her to get off his phone, he was like standing over her shoulder reading everything that she texted. <laughs> I, mean, I thought if I, as her husband, I would get slapped for doing that. <laughs> I mean, this guy was, it was, it was a really... It was an awesome experience. It and was. And then we uh, went back to our hotel room, and um, L-Dub got to take a ride up the ele elevator with Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I had to run back down and get some waters at the front desk, and I got back on. I was getting standing there waiting for the elevator, and the guy walks up, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, man, that guy looks just like Larry the Cable Guy. Of course, then I heard his voice, and I'm like, that is Larry the Cable Guy. And, of course, you know, if it were 
Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Jimmy Johnson or somebody else, it wouldn't mean anything to you. But when you're not in that industry, it's like an you know you're kind of in awe. And I wanted to take a picture on my phone, so I secretively turned my video on on my phone, and I'm like trying to like <laughs> point it up at us so I can get a picture of me standing next to Larry the Cable Guy. You didn't and do it, too and well I either. I missed the whole thing. I got back to the room. I said I told, told Kelly. I said I just rode up the elevator with Larry the Cable Guy. I think I got a video of it, and I played the video, and of course it's pointed at the ground yeah. most of the and time. Yeah, and I couldn't I make out anything it. of it. So <laughs> we think he rode up so, the elevator. No, we did. We we yes. confirmed the next yes. day that it was him and that was pretty cool i mean it was just you know and i for for somebody like ourselves i guess when you're around somebody that's out of your industry that's popular it's pretty yeah. awesome to you know you just think wow that's cool and you know other people are like oh you just stood in victory lane with dale Earnhardt jr how could larry the cable guy be cool but it was it's, it's neat awful. when it's out of your element yep so so to fast forward to sunday uh you know we get to the track and kind of going through the rituals of just hanging out there in the morning and then the rain came and i'm saying to myself well we we decided we would go get something to eat, so we're in our rental car, and uh, I'm L Dub's like, well, maybe we should just drive home now. You know, we can be home in seven hours. And I thought about it for a minute, and we just both looked at each other and said, it's probably we. There's a reason that we need to stay, and there's something that's that's gonna come out of this good. Although I'm going through my mind thinking, you know, oh, if we end up here another night, then we're gonna be away from the kids more, and you know, have all these other things that we have to uh, put into play if we have to stay another night um, to get organized. But uh, it worked out, and uh, the race started back up for us, and we ended up in Victory Lane. So in Victory Lane, it was a little hectic, wouldn't you say, L-Dub? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we had went through this uh, on Saturday with Regan and the hat dance and all those things that are happening. And, of course, um, you know, I, I realized Dell Jr.'s my brother and my family, but this win really was a Hendrick Motorsports win and the crew guys and the team that worked so hard to put that car together. And I know it meant so much to them. So we kind of stood, you know, to the side and waited. Uh, it took Dell a minute or so to get out of the car because they had to wait on the TV to come back. And, um, you know, kind of prioritizing the order of everybody getting in there and who goes first and who hugs them first. And, you know, Mr. Hendrick was there and Amy was there and, and LW and I. And then Dell got up in the um, – up with the pit guys and he hugged every single one of them um yeah i, I and think that, that was really cool that we we kind of had everybody standing there had in minds of how it was going to unfold yeah. and of course he <laughs> came straight out of the car and jumped straight into his pit right, crew guys right. arms to you know give those the hugs that shows appreciation there so we were all kind of right. regrouping on our end of standing down around the flat Where do so we we go? kind of like well okay and of course and then and we just watching up. his emotion was yeah. I mean, it was like you couldn't you didn't sure didn't want to disrupt disturb it because i mean it was just yeah. unbelievable i videoed excitement. him getting out of the car and all the confetti going everywhere because I wanted to be sure I could send that back to my mom and some folks at home. But um, we jumped up on the other side of the uh, – in Daytona, you've got kind of a wall that the pit guys are up higher than the car. We jumped up there. Then we realized that we were um, going to be in all the team pictures. And, we, and it, you know, they were calling for this hat and that hat. And I'm like, I don't want to be in all these pictures. So we jumped back down and we went to the opposite side of the car. And we're kind of standing to uh, the photographers are, are to our left, and we're kind of standing across just watching and taking it all in. And, you know, there were lots of people in Victory Lane congratulating us and hugging and all that kind of stuff. And the next thing I know, I see Dale calling for me, and he's, you know, taking his finger, and he's waving me over. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. I don't want to be in the pictures not realizing that he wanted to give me a hug. So I know, you know, that I think was shown on TV too or, or shown yeah. on something. And um, so I walked in front of the car and, you know, gave him a big old hug. And then he got back up there and started his picture thing again. So we got through all the pictures, um, took some individual pictures. Then NASCAR was pulling him to the uh, press box. We went and watched the press box and um, we needed to get on a plane. So we finished that up and Dale had to go back to Victory Lane. 
I've never seen him so excited to even get to the press box. And I know uh, the the PR folks around him were laughing because he's never ran anywhere for uh, media. Yeah, <laughs> so it was he, pretty he funny. Was, yeah, <laughs> he, that, he was just so so on top of the world that it was, I mean, and it didn't matter. I mean, he was, he was you, you know, he did whatever he wanted, but he did it on his agenda as far as he made sure that he, he showed the love to everybody there the, of his excitement. And, I mean, he, at one point, they were calling him to come up and, and meet with the, the media. And, I mean, he was just, he was still taking pictures and wanting to make sure everybody got a picture taken with. And, and that, that part point, to me was so cool because, yeah. I mean, they're getting all wound up and they're getting, you know, wanting to make it happen so they can get the show on the road. And, yeah. of course, he's just, I mean, he's, enjoying every minute yeah. of it. So Which that was should. that was so cool. At that point, too, my phone was blowing up with texts, both of us. And um, I looked down. I've got a gazillion texts. And... And I had gone through my mind that it was midnight and, you know, neither Kennedy or Carson who can watch TV and understand what's going on, why it's not quite there yet. But, um, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, none of the kids got to see this win, you know, and they're all in bed because they have school on Monday. And guess what text shows up? Carson. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, boy, she's awake. She's got to go to school. She was excited. She wanted to tell Uncle Junior congratulations and all that good stuff. And I'm like, where are you at, Carson? Because nobody can, has been able to get a hold of you, and we can't get a hold of our nanny, who we're supposed to have the kids. She's like, oh, I'm staying with my friend. And I'm like, well, you weren't, you know, you're not supposed to stay with your friend. What happened? Oh, well, I I couldn't get in touch with Maureen, and I called the house, and nobody answered. Yeah. Uh, well, long story short, <laughs> she didn't ever call the house. <laughs> yeah, Kelly. Uh, you know, you you put me into overload worry mode when you told me that, know, that nobody could get a hold of of Maureen, and so I instantly called your cousin Stacy across the street and asked her at midnight if she could walk over to the house and make sure everybody's <laughs> okay, which then in turn I called the house phone and of course on the second ring she answered, uh, Maureen answered and let me know that everything was just fine right. and nobody had tried to call the house. So I know and I guess there in was my excitement, in, I any excitement there was definitely some yeah. confusion on yeah. the, the issue at hand and I, I of course went into the fatherly instinct of worrying about our kids and, and got right on top of it and, and uh, kind of uh, jumped the gun on that one, I guess, a little That's bit. That's right. Well, we're normal. We miscommunicate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the win for us on Saturday was such a big win for Junior Motorsports. And, you know, both you and ILW worked really hard within the business to uh, just make it all go round. And, and you, you work a lot with the guys downstairs in competition. And, um, this was just a big morale booster for, for our team. And to come out of the gate and win that first race, um, we've worked so hard over the, the winter, putting Chase's program together in the 11th hour. Uh, this just really, really, really meant a lot for the company. And I think that, um, you know, our confidence and our momentum and the motivation to win more races will hinge on the fact that we got this victory at Daytona. Yeah, I mean, if I think back on the highlights of the weekend, I mean, obviously, you know, winning both races is the highlights, the ultimate highlights, but the fact that the Sunday morning we stayed there for Sunday's race and, and the, the pit road interaction on Sunday morning of all the competitors and, and you know, other, you know, sponsor people and just all the business end of the racing industry being there to get congratulated by them the day after you just won, I thought was a really cool experience. And then, um, you know, to right up there with the the level of where that ranked up there for all time. Great things about the weekend was walking into Junior Motorsports Monday. Uh, you know, we got back at you know five o'clock in the morning yeah. from from being down there with Dale and, and and doing the press and such, and come in here at you know nine o'clock and that morning exhausted and just you know didn't know how we we're going to get through the day. And you know, you and I walked around here together and just you know high fived and hugged and shook everybody's hand pretty much everybody in the building uh from upstairs to downstairs and i mean i just to see that 
of course we had the excitement of Dale's race but just to see that their excitement was just still as high on Monday morning as it was Saturday in Victory Lane I mean it was right. that was cool it was one you know one of the greatest feelings I think as far you can have as far as being involved in a race team to see that enthusiasm and that that drive yep it was really cool so we followed that up with our beer toast and um you know I got to thinking we'll have to have a milk toast for Chase yeah can't forget yeah. that uh, but the beer toast is something that's kind of our ritual around here that we started for Junior Motorsports. We have a good time with that. Everybody's only allowed one beer per person, so no worries there. But it, it's just a good time to uh, relish in the victory and have everybody together that's not at the track, you know, to, to kind of relish in that moment. So let's um, take some of our Twitter questions in the Ask Kelly segment. Each week I'll be asking on Twitter for you to submit questions for the podcast. So I hope you'll join me in giving me some questions of things that you guys want to know. This isn't just about me talking to you and and telling you what I want to tell you, but I want to tell you what you want to hear too. All right, we're ready to go for our our first round of Ask Kelly. We're ready. Ask Kelly on Fastlane Family. (laughs) This is from at NASCAR Chasm. Growing up, what was the instance where Dale Jr. pissed you off the most? And you know what? I feel like this could even be said for something that probably happened two days ago. Right. (laughs) Let's see. I don't think we have enough uh, time in the show to go through uh, all the instances, but Dale was annoying when he was a kid. And um, for me, I was the kid that was organized. I always did what, you know, my dad said, and Dale didn't. And so what, what would just make me so mad is... I constantly got him out of trouble and I constantly had to clean up after him so he wouldn't be in trouble. And it just made me mad that he would never do things for himself. And he never, he never cared. He could get in trouble a gazillion times and he never cared. The cereal bowls were still underneath the bed after he got done with them. I mean, he never did what he was supposed to. And I didn't want, he always got in trouble. And I, I was like, dude, you're always getting in trouble. And I didn't want him to get in trouble. And so then I would clean up after him and, and, do things so that he wouldn't get in trouble. And so, yeah, that would make me really mad. And there was another time that um, that I got really mad with him. And now as a parent, I can really appreciate this. But uh, he went out with some friends when we were home and our dad was out racing. And we were older. We were, we were both driving. And um, he didn't ever come home. And it's 1 o'clock in the morning. And it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm starting to get really mad because... I don't even think we had cell phones back then. I don't even know. It was in the uh, late, let's see, that would be the late 80s sometime. And um, and finally, at like 4 o'clock in the morning, he got home, and I was furious with him because I had no idea where he was, and I just knew I was going to get in trouble if something, you know, was wrong and, and he had gotten to a car wreck or something like that because he wasn't supposed to be out. Like our dad, we had a curfew, and he wasn't supposed to be out, so. He did quite a few things. <laughs> this one makes me uncomfortable. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> nervous about asking it. This is from at not me 77. <laughs> What's it going to take for Junior to get married and have a couple of 88s? And we're assuming he <laughs> means kids by that. All right. Well, um, yeah, this is, I'm uncomfortable answering this one too because I just don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, when you make the decision to get married, it's usually your own decision. So I'm not him. So I think that's... um kind of a hard one for me to take uh you know he's in a great relationship with his girlfriend amy now um and they're really comfortable you know being boyfriend and girlfriend Uh, they haven't mentioned any plans of marriage on the horizon i know dale's talked about wanting kids he loves to to hang out with our kids and has taken um each child of mine he has taken a greater interest in uh you know i just think that as the older he is the more mature he is and he can appreciate different things at, at each of those stages so um he he loves 
Wyatt. He's just really interested in watching Wyatt and um, all the things that he does and takes, you know, great pleasure in laughing about the things that kids do. But, um, you know, on our trip to Disney World, he uh, said to uh, both LW and I, he's like, man, Yard is always stressed out. Y'all are, are, are overwhelmed with these kids. Man, they take so much work. Yeah, he said, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea they take so much work. <laughs> Even about changing diapers, I remember one day he's like, man, you got to do that like six to eight times a day. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, think about how many times an adult goes to the bathroom. Well, this little guy's, you know, peeing in his pants that many times. So that's pretty funny. Well, speaking of Wyatt uh, and LW, you probably can chime in on this one as well. Um, at Leanne23 says, does Wyatt show any interest in racing? Yeah, LW can totally take this one because it's all about hunting and racing. So well, I'm going to turn I've, it over. I've made the, <laughs> the statement probably a thousand times because that's a very common question for, for our family is, you know, when are you going to get him a race car at two yeah. years old? And my my response is always 100% that he'll be uh, allowed to race a after he's shot his first deer. Uh, so, <laughs> so that being said. And we're not going to give him a gun until he's old. Well, you know, yeah. that being said, I don't know. If, if you know my history of hunting, you probably figure that probably will come along yep. sooner than later. But in all reality, um, you know, I grew up as a racer my entire life with my family, and, and obviously Kelly has. And, you know, I as much as you, you, you are reserved about wanting to do things like that, I still – find myself uh you know just out of habit you know showing him when we're playing cars the right entry into the corner <laughs> or i guess kelly can attest to the fact yeah. that i took him up to the go-kart track last week with his, oh, yeah. with his battery-powered car to teach him how to enter the corner properly so he's uh, two he uh <laughs> he the first know, thing he did was take off across the grass in the center of the racetrack yeah, so but <laughs> I, I got on yeah. in, in, in his interest in racing right now is he's got a little race car book and he points in it and he said that daddy that daddy yeah. that mommy yeah yeah, and every now and then he'll catch the TV. And there's, say, there's, go, go. there's without a doubt some interest there. I think yeah. I'm sure that it's yeah. um, going to be in his blood all the way. So, yeah. At KR Bama, how do you manage being a wife, mom, extremely successful businesswoman so well? Do you ever sleep? <laughs> yes, I sleep. Those, those are some other good stories. <laughs> as soon as I hit my pillow, I sleep. No, yes, I get so mad at me. I can me. attest to the fact that she definitely goes to sleep very easily, I do. which I don't. <laughs> but it's probably because I am so busy being a wife, mom, and extremely successful businesswoman. No, seriously. Um, you know, the first thing, I, I get this question a lot, and the first thing I say is I've got great genes. My dad um, really was a multitasker. He could manage a lot of things just a really good people person, and he needed about five to six hours of sleep a day, and he was good to go. Um, so the first thing I say is I just I, I, I feel like I'm just made up in a way that I can handle a lot of things. And so being a wife and being a mom and, and working here full time, um, you know, it takes a lot of people to make all that happen, and I don't do it by myself. Obviously, I have a great support system in my husband, LW, and uh, my mom, um, you know, we have a nanny that helps with the kids, getting them from school and getting homework done until we get home from work. So uh, it just, it takes a lot. We call on, you know, my cousin Stacy to help out from here, from time to time. So it takes a lot of us, LW's family, you know, his mom watches Wyatt for us. And it just takes a lot of people and to have a good support system. And I always feel really bad for people that don't have that in their life because it's tough. Um, and that's how I make it happen. At Michael Stroll. What are your emotions, and how did you handle winning the 598 with your dad and then with Junior in 2004 and 2014? Well, I don't, you know, I, I obviously remember my dad winning the race in 98, and, you know, I was watching that on TV, but I don't remember where I was um, 
and I don't remember who I was with. I could have been at my grandmother's. I, I just can't remember. But, you know, that was totally awesome, and all the crew lining up and, and all of that stuff for my dad was, was just really awesome. Uh, with Dale in 2004, um, that was really big. I wasn't down there either. Uh, but this one in 2014 for me to experience being there on my own, you know, being there in person, uh, I think uh, the emotions were much larger. And I know a lot of people saw me on TV and I just, I was sick to my stomach nervous the entire race. Uh, I was shaking. I felt sick on my stomach. I was grinding my teeth. I would catch myself not breathing and holding my breath. I mean, all of this stuff was going on on the pit box. And um, I told LW, I can't watch the last lap. Just tell me when he's when it's over and if he's won. You know, and the, the caution was actually happening as they were coming to the flag. And LW saw that first uh, and, and was like, he won, he won, he won, he won. So yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, and she and, you know, I'm standing there with Kelly and, of course, Steve Letart and, and Mr. Hendrick was up there and. As soon as I saw the caution come out, I knew that that instant Dale had won the race. I mean, that 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 finishes the race on the white flag lap. Yep. But on the same token, I'm like looking around and nobody else is like it's sunk in yet. And I'm like, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm you know hitting Kelly on the back yeah. like he won, he won, he won. He won. And, and then he crossed the line and everybody jumped up and down, which I'd realized he'd won prior to that when the caution came out. And uh, you know, somebody tweeted me the other day about the fact that they thought I was going to throw Kelly off the pit box when I was, when I was driving. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was. I mean, the emotion, yeah, really the whole cool. race, I mean, it was just, I, I can't even explain how awesome it was for both of us to be up there. And I mean, I think everybody on that box just, we yeah, all even just. Even Mr. Hendrick, he was we, pacing the box. Yeah, he mean, couldn't sit down. At one point, he was going to go down off the box, and Stevie turned around and was like, you're not leaving us yet. You're not leaving us. You're staying up here the whole time. Yeah, so and, and a lot of times. We you, were all just. I, I think we all had nervous. that feeling. I mean, a lot of times you're on a pit box, and, and Dale's running real well, or, or whether it be your home or wherever, you just you think, oh, you know, he's running good. That Wouldn't that be cool if he won? But I think we all just had this feeling like like he's he's going to win this race. And, yep. and I mean. Kelly and I talked about it afterwards, and we both looked there. So we we just we had we had a feeling that something was right, and yep. and it was awesome. These Ask Kelly questions are going to be a, a real favorite with me, um, and so I encourage you to send more questions to my Twitter handle, which is at Earnhardt Kelly. That's Kelly with an E Y. Please make note of that. So it's at Earnhardt Kelly, um, and uh, we're going to use the hashtag Ask Kelly. And so if you want to send me a question, and we'll uh, peruse through those and pick out some for next week's segment final thoughts usually we're gonna have my mom brenda on but she's out of the office today so i've got my cousin shelly in here with me <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about shelly she works downstairs in our retail store she often gets confused with kelly a lot of people mistake shelly for me and they'll be in the retail store hey kelly and she's like no i'm shelly uh, we've even got a funny story about the cop stopping her here in the race park where our office is located and uh, stopping her for something. She's a crazy driver. And, I ran uh, the stop sign. Yeah, and uh, the, even the police officer thought she was Kelly. And uh, you tell the story about that. It's pretty funny. Well, I was coming down to the um, stop sign, and I just yielded the stop. And a police officer was coming. I thought, oh, crap. And he made a U-turn behind me and come up beside of me and just kindly flashed his lights and put up beside of me and rolled down his window. And he said, Kelly... You really need to stop for that stop sign back there. You know, that's a dangerous place. And that was the one time that I did not correct the person. I was like, okay, thank you, sir. <laughs> and went on. All right, so what we're really here for is I want to know where were you during the 500 this past weekend and what was going through your mind emotionally? 
Okay. Um, well, to be honest with you, after the rain delay, I did not think that that was going to get it back. So I went on a date with a male friend. <laughs> a and male friend, you say? Well, I hope he was yes, a male friend. Yes. And um, <laughs> whenever I got home, there was only 10 laps to go. <laughs> I was not aware that it had gotten started back. <laughs> so you and got to see my the last mother, Yeah, my mother was very excited. And so, of course, I tuned in. And the most exciting part was seeing the emotion of Kelly and Dale. And my family. Yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? It was. So Shelly's mom is Kathy. Kathy runs the retail store. Aunt Kathy, you mm -hmm. probably know her by. Well, good stuff. Well, I appreciate uh, you joining me today, and mm -hmm. I'll be calling on you some more throughout okay. the year as we continue down the road. I look forward to it. And yep. my fans down in the retail store come out yep. buy you a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes this episode of uh, Fast Lane Family. So glad you guys could join us. Uh, looking forward to next week and uh, continuing this throughout the year. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 